It's time for Hawk Central. From the Des Moines Register and 1460 KXNO, Des Moines Sports Station. Wednesday night, hanging out with my buddies from the Des Moines Register, talking Hawkeyes. Chad Leistico, Mark Emmert, and uh, what, what seems to be kind of a newsy day here for the Hawkeyes, especially here for us here at Hawk Central, because Mark Emmert's been busy. Had a sit-down with Fran McCaffrey. We'll find out if that was fun or educational, mm-hmm. entertaining, what all, what, all, all in one, all-encompassing. <laughs> I love it. Mark Emmert, how's your day so far, sir? Uh, it's been great. And how are you, sir? I'm doing well. I'm doing good. I'm here with Chad Leistico. Couldn't be any better. Oh, boy. Can't be better. Beautiful day, Chad. How's your day? Not too bad. Kind of okay. kind of busy. We're, yeah. the, some of this basketball stuff has blindsided us yet again, I would say. That's why it's a little <laughs> bit more interesting than we would have thought an, yeah. an April 11th show would be, right? So let's talk about why things are interesting. Last night was the banquet. We mentioned Mark got to sit down with Fran today. So let's do this in, in chronological order. Let's talk about the banquet last night, yeah. and then Fran or Mark can let us know what Fran thought about some of it. Uh, some interesting stuff with Cordell Pemsel. What happened last night, Mark, uh, Chad? Um, I mean, I think uh, we, all, we obviously knew um, Tyler Cook and Isaiah Moss had uh, entered their names in the NBA draft. Um, you know, Mark and I actually went over there. We were the only reporters there um, for some reason. Um, and uh, uh, we, you know, asked for basically everybody. We asked to talk to Cook. We asked to talk to Moss. Um, I was working on something else. I wanted to talk to Bohannon, Pemsel, Creener, some of the guys coming back. And um, so anyway, Tyler Cook declined the interview. We did talk to Moss. We'll get to him. Okay. Um, but Pemsel was um, kind of cryptic about his future, and so um, Mark and I both asked him some questions, and um, yeah, very telling quotes, I think, uh, you know, says he's not sure he's going to keep working and see, do what's best for him. Um, so that, you know, obviously, Mark, you, if you want to jump in here, you, had, you then asked him, does that mean you might transfer, and uh, certainly did not deny it. Yeah, that was the thing that was pretty. You just would not commit to saying, yes, I'm definitely coming back or, you know, no, I'm weighing my options or whatever. This basically left it up in the air. Like it was just uh, kind of really odd the way he phrased it. Um, it just left you wondering what exactly is he thinking? And then, Mark, you had a chance to sit down with Fran today, and uh, maybe we should just kind of do these case by case basis here, so we don't yeah. get Fran, yeah. leave fans, leave uh, you know, hanging out on a ledge. Did you get a chance to ask Fran today about those comments from Cordell Pemsel? Yeah, I okay. said uh, you know Cordell was a little bit noncommittal last night about his future, and he said no, that was that was a misunderstanding. He didn't understand the questions. I talked to him today; he's fine. He'll be back. No, no worries. So he basically kind of shot down any speculation about. Mr. Pemsel, so I, I, I guess you have to assume that Fran would know. <laughs> I mean, maybe not. I don't know. But uh, he, he made it sound like it's a non-issue. So um, that was kind of interesting as well. Was there anything that happened, maybe as we talk about the night, uh, Chad, was there anything that happened last night that could have moved the needle in some way for Cordell Pemsel? Um, uh, you know, what, let me read a quote or two. Okay. Because um, I... I, I I definitely don't think he misunderstood the questions. Yeah, that, uh, I mean, there's no uh, way. I mean, I was going to. Questions were pretty clear, I thought too. But uh. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't. That's that's just not accurate. I mean, I have to say, I mean, there's no way he didn't understand the questions. He knew exactly what we were asking. Anyway, some of his quotes here, I'll read them um, just so that our listeners get a better idea of what what he said. He said, uh, uh, "The choice is up to." This is when Mark asked him if he was going to transfer. The choice is up to me. I want to do what's best for my career on and off the floor, whatever makes me happy. Okay. 
Um, he also said, uh, and this this was relates, I think, Ross, to what you're saying. Uh, there, I I actually did ask him this: um, if Tyler Cook leaves, is that does that mean you'll be back? Is that kind of you know if I'm putting two and two together here? And uh, here's what he said on that. He said, I know that if Tyler leaves, obviously that makes room for myself. But regardless, we have a lot of bigs that can play at any given time. If if one of us are hot, Ryan Creener, myself, Luca, Jack, we've got a lot of guys that can score. I don't know the answer to that question, to be honest with you. Wow. So <laughs> um, so anyway, uh I guess I guess if you want me to try to piece together what Fran's saying and what he's saying, I think um, let's get into Tyler Cook now, and then we can get Moss later. Because can I, I, I can, think can I ask real quick about yeah. Cordell Pemsel because he, he does seem like the type of guy. And I, I don't know. Again, I know him as a fan sitting two hundred miles away from the guy. Uh, he seems like he could be the type that would do this for the fun of it to kind of I want to get my name. Did he have mm-hmm. like he seems like a smart guy that's willing to kind of play some head games? Was this Cordell Pemsel? playing like mental chess type thing uh mark i mean that's possible i mean i don't think he was trying to have fun like okay be funny but he may be yeah, yeah he I, may have been just kind of like floating a tribal balloon there to see how it goes and knows that it's going to get yeah. a lot of attention and maybe that's the better word that's, that's, that's a possibility sure man that one uh out of left field chad do you was that one that you could have seen if we i mean uh, if i would have made no. you say a couple weeks ago tell me a few of the guys which i know you don't you would hate have done he wouldn't right have. Cordell had been on that list though. If I would have made you, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it didn't that it didn't surprise me. Okay. Now uh, as much now about um, uh, now Isaiah Moss because is that a guy? Well, that, let's stop at Cook because because okay. um, I think these two things are related. There we go. And that's this is that's where I'm connecting the dots, and I'd be curious what you think, Mark, based on what mm-hmm. McCaffrey's telling you um, today. Uh, that makes me think <laughs> maybe uh, again we're just kind of. We, we're, we're left to kind of connect dots here, so uh, this is what we're doing. But uh, maybe there has been some sort of assurance that Tyler Cook is gone, which I've I keep hearing more and more that I think he's going to be gone, mm-hmm. um, right. and maybe that is that certainly would open a a large window of playing time for somebody that plays the the four position, um, yeah. which happens to be Cordell Pemsel, um, to yeah. play. Uh, yeah, twenty-eight that, minutes. That's game. interesting. Yeah, because I asked uh, obviously I asked Fran about Tyler Cook as well, and uh, he he said that he has you know he has no idea whether he's going to be back or not. Yeah, which may be true. It's something what he what he should say at this point because nothing's been announced. But then he also talked about he's he's really happy with the depth they have there and the backups they have. <laughs> so mm-hmm. in other words, you know we're gonna we're gonna have a team still with or without Tyler Cook, and it's still we still have a chance to be a really good team with a, without him. But so he was trying to reassure people that like. You know, this Tyler Cook decision is not going to doom the entire season. And I don't think he's out looking for transfers. I really don't think uh, – we'll get to this a little bit later, but I, I don't think he's really active in the transfer market. I think uh, mm. any scholarships he gets, he wants to bank. Yeah, that's one of the things I'm sure you talked to them about when you sat down. I'd yeah. love to uh, talk about the future of this team. But while we're on Cook, yeah. Chad, you – man, those uh, those comments get me thinking. Like, you kind of stopped my brain for a moment there when you, you said the more you, – you're kind of hearing more and more rumblings that he will be gone – what what scenarios are out there that have him stay? Yeah, that's a good question because I think uh, I do think in his mind he's ready uh, to 
to mm. turn pro. That's uh, I don't think there's any doubt about that. He's a really not necessarily NBA, but G League, right? Yeah, something. Yeah, right. Well, uh, or overseas. professional overseas, probably a lot more. Likely. Yeah, he's a very confident guy, um, and uh, I think the chances. I think the best scenario for him to return to Iowa would be to get some really harsh feedback from the NBA and maybe, okay. you know, absolute feedback that you need to stay in school. That's this is would be a big mistake if if multiple teams, for instance, told him that. Um, I think that's probably the the best scenario for him to kind of okay. come back. And, and and again, we unfortunately we have not been able to make contact with his camp um pretty much since the big 10 tournament um yeah he declined to interview last night uh other people close to him have not gotten you know have not been willing to talk i should say okay um and these are all signs so uh it's just he he's his situation has a totally different vibe than any of these others and it's interesting mark that you say that he says he doesn't know what tyler's gonna do that's what yeah that seemed to be the the standard answer from hawkeye teammates last night yeah uh uh, right. Penzel said uh, he hasn't told us anything. Jordan Bohannon says we haven't talked to him about it. Um, <laughs> you know, they're protecting him, yeah. in my opinion. Right. That's yeah. what it sounds like. Yeah, I'm just wondering if he actually has not made up his mind. Maybe he is really still wavering on that decision. But it almost sounds like you know, he kind of has made that decision, just hasn't announced it yet. But, of course, since we can't talk to him, we don't know exactly where his head's at. But uh, that's that's really what I'm curious about is, is is this still an open question in his mind, or has he already pretty much decided, you know, I'm, I'm going pro? I mean, he is still on campus and attending classes, so, I mean, that tells yeah. me that maybe he has made up his mind. Uh, maybe, the, and Mark, maybe is that why Fran sees the uh, the Pemsel questions as, as a non-issue? Because he knows, mm-hmm. maybe in the back of his mind, yeah. he knows Tyler's gone and, and Cordell doesn't, right. isn't just purview that information yet, so... Or, or he may have just talked to Cordell after seeing it this morning to said, "Hey, what's up?" And yeah, are you, and Cordell said, "No, no, no. I, you know, I'm coming back or whatever." And they just had a heart to heart and kind of got to the bottom of it. That's kind of what I assume is that he actually talked to Cordell today. Okay. To to kind of see where what he was thinking because maybe that caught Brian by surprise. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you know, Cordell Pepsel's well, not the guy that's going to light the the world on fire like Tyler Cook. He doesn't have that crazy athletic ability, but I mean, I love him as a Hawkeye. He's got scrap, you know. He's he's an Iowa kid. I just mm-hmm. I, I really like yeah. him in a Hawkeye uniform, and, he, and that would I, that'd be a loss. This is a dream to play for the Hawkeyes too. Yeah. That's what he yeah. told us. It's always his dream. So, all right. So, so uh, go ahead, Chad. Yeah. I'm, one more thing on the Pemsel thing. I agree with you there. Uh, he had a, he had a better freshman than he did a sophomore year. Completely agree. Uh, yep. uh, Mark and I actually were going through his his stats last night. They dropped off in just about every category, but the one that I think really hurt him. And he won't come out and say this. Is he went from 14 starts as a freshman to zero starts? Wow! As a sophomore, and I think that that is that's something that these guys, these 19, 20 year olds, this is they're competitive. Something they care about. Yeah. I mean, that's a badge of honor to be a starter. And uh, he did not start this year. I wouldn't have um, guessed. I wouldn't. Have, I, yeah. I wouldn't guess that. Right. And uh, but it, uh, just you know, let's just point out all the facts here. He has not redshirted. Um, one of his. Uh, you know, one of his his best friend now on the team, Macy Daly. They've been working out together. He uh, he is not redshirted either. So, um, you know, there's there's still up. You know, and, and Cordell says he's going to finish his classwork and and make the best decision for him this spring. So mm-hmm. I just don't think this thing is over. As that over was the most telling quote I thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the classwork thing because we just obviously didn't ask him about that. He just brought that up. 
Yeah. So, so uh, yeah. and I, I, you know, I, I agree with you, Ross. I hope he stays. He's a, he's a really great kid. I think he's got a place in this program. I think he kind of lost his place last season um, amid the struggles. They, none of them saw this coming at all. I think they all thought they were going to, you know, be doing great things. And, you know, his 14 minutes a game or whatever would be, you know, a lot more valuable than his 14 minutes a game or whatever it was, you know, on a 14 and 19 team. So, um, anyway, sorry to ramble. On the no, that's thing, but I think I, I just stuff. don't think we, I don't think this is the end of, I don't think Fran McCaffrey's Good. quotes the end of the story. I don't think Cordell Pemsel's quotes the end of the story. Uh, Tyler Cook. And uh, if you had to guess that we haven't seen the end of Cordell Pemsel's career in, at Iowa. Ah, boy. I, I don't know. Hmm. I really don't know. Uh, I, I could see him not being very uh, optimistic for me today, Chad. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if, I mean, if Fran McCaffrey said he'll be back, I mean that that gives yeah, me really adamant about it. That yeah. gives me more okay. confidence that it, that that's the case. It also gives me more confidence that Tyler Cook's gone. Uh, honestly, okay. Uh, Cook did have a workout with the Houston Rockets. We found out, so there is some movement there. Um, another guy that hasn't had a workout, we can talk about next. That's what I was going to ask you about. Isaiah Moss is the other name that uh, folks will be interested in. Mark, what? where are we with Isaiah Moss? Maybe I should start with where we ended that last conversation. How confident are you Isaiah Moss is a Hawkeye next year, Mark? <laughs> well, he guaranteed it. He's okay. We're 100% sure because he said, you know, if I don't get drafted, I'll be back. But obviously you've got to decide before the draft whether he's coming back. Number one. Number two, he ain't getting drafted. I think everybody knows that. Uh, yeah. Even he knows that. He just wants the feedback. He's really interested to hear what some NBA folks think about him and, and what he needs to improve on. He said that uh, there's there's no way it could be negative feedback. Whatever it is, I'm going to take it to heart. I'm going to work on it. So he's uh, he, he said probably oh, for sure be back next year as a Hawkeye. So I think uh, that, that's probably what we all want to guess because I don't know. You know, he's already redshirted. I don't know that he wants to sit out a year. He's obviously not ready for the pros right now. Right. Um, so, um, but uh, just uh, to get it on the record, I think Isaiah Moss will be your starting shooting guard again next year. Well, maybe we can transition into your conversation with Fran through Isaiah Moss. Did you get a chance to talk to him about what Isaiah Moss's role will be next year, what the expectations are, maybe something they're working on in the offseason with him? Yeah, uh, he, actually, uh, Chad will get to this a little bit later, too. They're all, they're all talking about this offseason like weight training, weightlifting program and weight training program, and he's talking about uh, kind of reshaping his body um, by eating healthier. But, uh, yeah, Fran, Fran to talk about the, the three guards returning. He's talking about Bohannon, uh, Bailey, and Moss. I mean, he's really happy with those three guys, plus they're going to add three guards, uh, assuming one of them is his son coming back healthy. So the big news today was that uh, Connor McCaffrey will be on scholarship next year. He's getting one of the two open scholarships that uh, Ellingson and Wagner are leaving behind by, uh, by transferring. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other scholarship he wants to just hold open until 2019. That will give him uh, – Three more scholarships in 2019. He's not really excited about what's out there on the on the transfer market, and uh, he thinks he's better off uh, filling that in 2019. So that's that's the plan right now for those those two spots. So, it, but obviously, if Cook leaves, I wonder does that change anything? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering too, because obviously that, that's a big void. But according to what he said, and we didn't talk about that because you know he didn't say Cook is leaving or is not. So um, he was very 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 supportive of Cook's NBA. Uh, prospects by the way he said he knew that before Tyler Cook got here that he was going to have an NBA conversation with him at some point so he's, he's thrilled with the kid is what he said and we'll support whatever he does he said we don't, it's not like we want him back we want him to be to be where he, where he wants to be and he thinks he'll be in the NBA at some point uh, you know if not this year then at some point in his career so anyway uh, so I was, that's what I was kind of wondering because he's talking about you know how, how confident he is with the backups you know at, in the post position again pencil, Preener 
mm-hmm. uh, Garza and Nunji, all those guys, the depth he has there. So it makes me think that maybe if Cook left, he still wouldn't get a transfer or try to go fill that scholarship. I'm not sure. That's, yeah. that's a great question. But I guess we'll have to answer that when, uh, if, it, if and when it happens. So let's, I mean, we have a pretty good idea then of what the roster is going to look like. I mean, Tyler Cook is the name you obviously pencil in at the bottom. Uh, so that we, we, you know, if you get to that time and he's gone. But other than that, Chad, we've got a solid idea what this team's going to look like. If he's not going to go out and try to fill that other scholarship right away on the transfer market, we know who the kids are. They're going to be recruited. Do we have, first, maybe we should start with do we have a firm idea of who exactly is leaving? Well, I think we probably mentioned the guys that may leave okay. still. Okay. Um, I, I would say. Uh, Let's let's cross Cook off the list for the for the better. course okay. of this conversation. All right. Um, so then I guess yeah you've got uh, I think you're building around Bohannon, uh, Wieskamp, Moss, Moss right uh, in the backcourt and McC- Connor McCaffrey probably. Um, I still don't. I'm interested to see where Macy Daly fits into that equation. Um, uh, don't know. What do you think, Mark? Yeah, I think I think he seems really high on Mitchie Daly. I think okay. uh, he's the backup, backup two three. Yes, I, I don't think they're going to try him at point anymore. That didn't work. But no. if, assuming that Connor McCaffrey is healthy and can give you ten minutes a game or whatever they need, um, but that was that was one of the things I know we talked about some players last night too, Chad. That just how I think it was Cordell talking about what a toll that season took on, on Jordan Bohannon last year, not having really much help there at point guard. Mm-hmm. So that's something that they have to really get short up. And if it's not going to be Connor McCaffrey, they got to find something else soon because. He's really your only option right now, I think. That's I don't backup spot there. I don't suppose you asked him about C.J. Frederick today, did you? He talked a little bit about him. I mean, he, he's one of the three guards that he's excited about coming in. He's talking about McCaff- Connor McCaffrey, uh, Wieskamp, he considers a guard, and uh, Frederick as being you know the three yeah. kind of new guards that can help short that backcourt. Now he didn't say specifically. You know, I, I asked more about Wieskamp than I did about Frederick, to be honest with you. Yeah. Like um, everybody else, but, Mark, you're okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm just not sure. I mean, you know, this kid we haven't seen yet, obviously, he'll be a true freshman. I, I would yeah. assume that Daly would get more minutes than he will. Um, and you, really, you don't really don't need six guys in the backcourt. No, that's um, what I was thinking. Maybe a redshirt yeah. Frederick. That's what I. Yeah, that's my initial thought. If everyone else stays, I would. I would think so too. I mean, the, the one thing he did mention is that you know he was really disappointed in the three-point shooting this year, and that's something yeah. that obviously well. needs to get a lot better, especially in the modern game. That's that's everything really. Yeah. And Frederick is a guy apparently that could maybe provide some of that. So if he comes in and he's a real accurate three-point gunner, uh, he'll see the floor. I mean, he'll, he'll find a spot for him. Obviously, uh, <laughs> if he can do that, but I'm, I'm not sure yet. Yeah, he still looks a little skinny to me. So hmm. we'll see. We'll see when he gets here what he actually looks like. What's the front court look like then, Chad? You nailed this last year. You thought it was going to be Cook and Garza would be the dude that filled that uh, that five spot, and for the most part, that was right. You look at the stat sheet; yeah. most Hawk fans would put him there if they could only use five guys from last year. So, what's uh, who fills that role if we take Cook out of there? Yeah, you know, I'm I'm pretty high on Ryan Creener. I thought he actually, I mean, he the guy dealt with a lot this year: two concussions, um, mm-hmm. completely uncertain playing time. Um, and then kind of when he sort of got freed up toward the end of the season, he, he played pretty good basketball. He's got a huge wingspan. Um, he's got that kind of tenacious grit you want inside, which we didn't see a lot of defensively in particular. Um, he was one of the guys I talked to yesterday that was really uh, pumped up <laughs> in more ways than one about the strength program. Um, he, he, said, uh, he said point blank, he said we heard people – tell us that we didn't look like a Big Ten team this year. 
we didn't that we didn't pass the eye test. And so he said wow. uh, we took that to heart. And we've he said he's put on ten pounds of muscle already um, since the season. Um, he said a lot of guys they've they've revamped what they're doing with strength training. I'm writing a bit a little bit about that for Thursday's register. Um, they want to look like a Big Ten team next year. I, I That's what he said. I would agree. Yeah, Compl- I mean they didn't. They don't look. They're you tall. Look, Michigan State, Purdue. Yeah, those teams are ripped. Those yeah. guys walk out there and they they're ripped up. And the Hawkeyes look like athletes. Yeah, but that I, I agree. I completely agree with what uh, people are telling. Yeah, Glad th- to hear that. Well, I think that that might be where some of their defensive woes were. I mean, if you if you can't stand up physically to those guys inside, I mean, just look at where all, where did all those buckets come from? Most of the time, dunks. Yeah, right, layups. Oh, man. Oh. Uh, Where's Nunji then? Because Nunji's a yeah, guy Nungy. that has to be more physical. Well, he's yeah. obviously got his strength. He's got a. He's got to be up. one of those guys that needs to bulk up, I, in my opinion. And he's a guy that can kind of help with that three position. I mean, it seems like you've got pretty Bear. Know, say depth. You know where the backup is. I was going to get to Nicholas Bear in this, where he fits in in his senior year. Right. Yeah. So Bear, Nunji, Garza, Creener, Pemsel. I mean, that's there's five t- guys for there's two ten, spots. right? Yep. I mean, there's ten guys that we five guards, five forwards. See anything wrong there, Mark? Redshirt Frederick, he- Bank of Scholarship, and who are we forgetting? I think that's yeah. it. Bank two yeah. scholarships, right? You're assuming no cook, right? I'm assuming no cook. Yeah, yeah. So maybe they maybe they would need to fill that spot. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's a really interesting uh, question he's going to have is he thinks he can get by without yeah without having to actually replace cook with another scholarship body or and just go with what he has. We've got we named ten guys. That's enough. That's enough. Yep. I mean, you need I'm still concerned about guard defense, but. These are your guys. You're, your guys. Not, you're not bringing in. I mean, an eleventh dude's not going to come in and be a savior in that. Well, Mark just said he's not. He's not going to bring one in, right? One, right? Right, Mark? Yeah. I, I, yeah, it doesn't sound like he's too eager to do that. Yeah. yeah. So, do you I, mean, like- I, I, just don't, I don't know what would happen if Cook actually does leave. He might. He might feel like he has to at that point. Get one more. Like I said, you can get somebody that's like an impact player. But those are hard to find. Do you like that roster, Chad? That we just named. You like those ten guys? If you go into battle next year in the Big Ten, and I give you that ten. Uh, you know, I think there has to be some, something was missing this year in terms of chemistry. And so obviously if those 10 have, have a chemistry, like we were just talking about, Mark and I again were talking about this last night. We should have recorded last night, Mark. Um, <laughs> you know, they, they just didn't seem to have that same fun or cohesion. Obviously they're losing a lot. You know, the, that, that young group was so fiery two years ago. They made some exciting runs, had some exciting wins. It just didn't seem as close this year, right, Mark? Yeah, it didn't seem like it. We asked we asked Cordell that too, remember? And uh, yeah. he, he claimed that they were just as close, and they're, they're still brothers and whatever. But uh, yeah, but what's it, didn't, it, it didn't really translate to the court, and yeah. uh, definitely their body language didn't look the same. Right. Yeah, we talked about that early on. Mm-hmm. Maybe in the possibly with chemistry, Chad, you can have addition by subtraction. You know, if the yeah, absolutely if the if the right guy leaves at the right time, it, the things could really turn around and. Uh, I mean, that's what we have to hope happens, I guess, at this point, because you didn't, you weren't able to really address the issue. You're you're bringing in a guy that's going to expect a lot more playing time than the two guys that left the program. Mm-hmm. So it, there's <laughs> there's uh, there's some issues here. I mean, it, I don't I don't know if it's a if it's a good or bad issue, but man, you got ten dudes that I think you can roll with right now. It, there's no reason to even look to add. In fact, you're probably going to have to talk to one of those big guys about not playing that much because if you could really get that trimmed down to seven or eight yeah. it'd probably be better well just let's look at 2019 real quick okay 2019 recruiting class um 
let's say he banks the two scholarships. I don't think that's necessarily a bad strategy, if that's what you're asking me. Mark, and Mark jump in here if you want. Um, that gives you three scholarships to use um, in 2019. One year, One's Patrick McCaffrey. I mean, mm-hmm. the top 40 national recruit deserves a scholarship. Right, and you're, you're still going hard, you're, even though it's a long shot after DJ Carton. You're so, going hard right. for a point guard. They, they're, they will get a point guard in that class. Okay. In some way, come hell or high water, I think they will get a point guard. Um, and then that gives you one other one, too. So I, I don't mind the idea of keeping that one free because he just doesn't – he's only going to lose the one senior, right. theoretically, unless someone else transfers. But uh, maybe maybe it'll be a happier group to have 10 or 11, you know? Did you get some uh, questions on Twitter? You asked for some uh, some Twitter some basketball questions. Did you? Get yeah. Some? Do we have time? Let's do this. Let's when we get back. Let's start that next segment by doing some basketball questions from Twitter, and then we'll move into hoops. Sound good? Yes. Mark Emmert, Ch- Chad Lysigal. Oh, you got some football questions on Twitter. No, I'm saying we'll move into football. Did I say move back into basketball? Yeah. Well, that was silly. We just did basketball. We'll move into football <laughs> in the next segment after we wrap up some Twitter questions with Chad Lysico, Mark Emmert from the Des Moines Register. It's Hawk Central here on 1460 KXNO. It's Hawk Central from the Des Moines Register and 1460 KXNO. Back at it on Hawk Central here, 1460 KXNO. Chad Lystico, Mark Emmert, me, Ross Peterson, kicking our way through some Hawkeye conversations. Chad, you opened it up to our listeners and some Twitter questions. Uh, did you get some basketball ones first, or you want to uh, jump right into the football stuff? No, I asked for basketball questions, oh, given okay. the, the topical nature, so let's buzz through a couple of these. Dylan Dinkla um, actually was asking about grad grad transfers we've kind of answered that and then he also adds you should spend a few minutes on hawk baseball mm, we really should and every now and again we i mean we try to reach out and get uh, yeah are they really okay dargan's been on with us to talk baseball before yeah. we've even tried when we do to reach out to the guys that are following the team on a daily basis so yeah we'll get to, uh, we'll, we'll get to them D- dylan but yes they had a, a nice series win against ohio state over the weekend they're five and three in the big 10 they've played three of the pretty much the three toughest teams in the big 10 besides michigan um, so really good start. Their RPI is, is right now in the in the thirties. Nice. So, so that cool. means they they would get into the tournament probably at this point. So they just got to keep winning. Um, another question from uh, at Iowa Hawkeye, um, Mark. Let's pose this one to you and Ross after Uh-oh. this. Will Iowa improve enough eight to ten games with a true freshman to make the NCAA's next year? Am I going first? I'd and say that, no. As long as he's staying with this roster, as we've talked about. Yeah, I, I don't think so. I don't see it, honestly. It's without Cook, no. Okay. Yeah, well, and you know, my, my my brain says Mark is absolutely right about this and has a hard time trying to find the reasons to argue with him, except for the just the optimism of they were so far from par this year. They were so mm-hmm. far below what we thought they could be that I think even a, a halfway bounce back to normal what we saw that freshman year is going to make up a few of those wins and then hopefully you get that uh, that addition by subtraction that we've been talking about i don't think joe wieskamp i think our expectations are way too high for this kid i mean a good freshman impact is 15 points per game oh yeah that would be a huge 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 year and and look at what you has walked off i mean if cook is gone Right. You, that's not enough to get those eight wins that, that, that he's asking about. So the optimistic Hawkeye fan says yes. The realistic that's listen, the realistic guy that's listening to Mark Emmert says no way. <laughs> eight, eight to ten more wins would be 22 to 24 wins, and I don't see that happening. No. Um, so I'll, I'll go no as well. So let's set the bar low, and then we'll Party be, be surprised next year. <laughs> yeah, good idea. That's, there you go. Handle expectations. Good job. Um, at Hawkeye, Sean says, uh, since Fran chooses to have a liberal substitution pattern, 
What is the downside to employing a Tom Davis type full court press with liberal substitutions to hide some of the weakness in the half court defense? You want you, you have you thought about that one at all? I have, I mean, but knee jerk. Uh, Mark's like a good kind idea, of uh, Mark. Mark was talking defense uh, with one of the assistants last night. What uh, What do you have to say there, Mark? Yeah. Well, I, I I mean I do. They did press uh, sometimes this year, and that was fairly effective when they, especially when they had uh, Manji out there at the point of that press. But uh, I mean, you still have to have better athletes <laughs> uh, than they have. I think I just don't know if they have athletic talent to be a really great pressing team because uh, teams break that press and they're getting those dunks we just talked about. Right. So I mean, you could be playing right into their hands. So I mean, there might be teams out there that want Iowa to press them, honestly. So if he, if he gets better athletes, uh, mm. you know, sure. It's but the- uh, I don't think that's going to happen this year. That's the right answer is that you don't have the guys to do it right now. You didn't recruit kids to do that style of play. Yeah. I mean, you could you could change it. Then you're looking at a couple of more years before you can really be critical about the effects of that defense because you're throwing new stuff at these guys. I mean, Nicholas Bear is a guy that plays really aggressive defense. Could you all of a sudden throw a press defense at that kid that's going to be a senior and ask him to change things up drastically for his his fourth year? I don't I don't know. I I think it's too much to ask. I think there's other fixes. And then Andrew Weeks asks, uh, is Fran ever going to recruit a dynamic point guard? Did he answer that question today, Mark? <laughs> you know, I didn't actually ask it exactly that way. <laughs> I think I think he would love to have a dynamic. I don't know who wouldn't want one. <laughs> He's not interested. But, uh, yeah, I, I would think he, he would love to have one, and I'm sure DJ Carton is the, is the guy they want, but obviously you can't talk about uh, potential recruits anyway, so yeah. um, we'll have to wait and see, but they're, uh, they're in the mix there for him. Of course, so is the rest of the country. <laughs> yeah, right. We'll see how that works out. I think that, you know, if, just from my conversations with Matt Bain, it seems to me, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong, even if they miss on Carton, he seems to have a pretty good plan B and plan C for that scholarship. Yeah. And I, yeah. I, I think even Tyreek LaCour is in the back end of those conversations and plans. And I'm not sure if he fits as Big Ten or D1 dynamic point guard, but I'm not sure what you're looking for. It, does dynamic point guard mean an Andre Woolrich type point guard? He, like, like Mark just said, of course he'd love to have a dynamic point guard. Yeah, yeah I think Carton's probably the guy that you want. Okay. It, that would be, he would be dynamic, and that's going to be a tough, but we'll see. Long time to talk about that. Move to football? Football. All right, let's do this. Since uh, our last show, you guys had uh, a chance to speak with a couple of coaches, including Coach Ferentz today, right, Mark? Is that you guys had the teleconference today? I was on that. Oh, you were on that. Okay. Yep. You didn't learn anything? Um, that they had a long meeting last night about recruiting. <laughs> uh, that they're looking, they're looking okay. Compelling stuff. Yeah, really Compelling good. Compelling stuff. And they haven't made a decision at linebacker, so you. So, they, so we can stop asking. Is that what? Is that is that fair polite yeah, way I mean, of saying? Obviously, they're not going to make any decisions at linebacker. They never do until August. So right. Um, but yeah, said so the competition's good there. They do have a clear top five at linebacker for okay. what that's worth. Nick Neiman, which we all knew, I think, on the outside. And then the the four inside guys, Amani Jones, Jack Hockaday, Christian Welch, and Aaron Menz. Um, likes what he sees from all those guys. So did sounds you, like the Did you list them in any particular order there or as no. they came to your brain? Okay. No. You know, um, uh, Amani Jones the other day, we got to talk to him, Mark, and um, yeah. he said he was spending a lot of time at middle linebacker. So that makes me think he's um, heavily in the mix there. Uh, he's kind of a f- more physical take charge vocal guy seems like um versus christian welch maybe um Mm -hmm. so that'll be an an interesting dynamic do you pick kind of the more maybe 
more well-schooled f- football player. I don't want to say that about Christian Welch, but it seems like the coaches are pretty high on him, but he's not as vocal, right, Mark? And then maybe oh, Jones is more of the uh, kind of you know, going for the big hit um, type of linebacker. He did say he's the hardest hitter on the team, in his opinion. <laughs> wonder how many guys would say that. <laughs> That, I don't know. I didn't ask every guy. I just asked him. <laughs> <laughs> there were only four of them there. Uh, since last week, uh, Mark, did you get a chance to chat with some assistant coaches? I know one of you had some access to that, or both of you maybe. Have, uh, any, yeah, we anything? did, yeah. Okay. Uh, which, uh, Let's start with quarterbacks. Yeah, quarterbacks. Ken O'Keefe. Yeah, he's talking about, actually, uh, talking about all three of us quarterbacks. Uh, they only have three, so that uh, that was a quick conversation, but... Um, Nate Stanley, he really likes, I guess, the progress he's made, especially uh, kind of in the study of the, the position, kind of the off-the-field stuff. He said he's actually now gotten to the point where he can actually teach the other quarterbacks the playbook, which uh, he thought was a great sign that he's ready to take a big step forward is, that, is how immersed he is in the, in the study of his game. So that's, uh, I think that's probably encouraging. That's exactly what you want, I guess, out of a second-year starter, right, is to, to kind of learn from his mistakes and get to the point where he's, uh, he's now the master. If something happens with Nate Stanley, God forbid. Uh, well, then, we, then there's no season. <laughs> you go down to uh, the other two guys that, uh, that Ken O'Keefe is working with. Right now, would it be uh, a, a Spencer Petrus? As, or I'm, I'm sorry, not to, uh, sorry, uh, Manziel uh, as yeah. your backup? That's where he's listed at. And, he's, okay. and he comes to his first spring in the program. Uh, and O'Keefe said he's come a long way as well. He, said he compared him to... Uh, to a, you know, when you have a child that learns goes from crawling to walking, and how, how big of a difference that is, he said there's really no way to quantify it, you know, in words how much he has improved um, from from last year because they didn't get him until August last year. So, uh, so he likes he likes what he's seen out of him, and he's really high on Petrus too. Um, it's, it's huge to have him here actually, just to get a third scholarship quarterback, you know, in the room. But you know, to have him here in January, you know, he should be a high school senior right now. So he said that's really been really really important for him. His development. He did not answer the question though when Chad asked about whether they would consider redshirting him this yeah. this fall. So that's, that's, my, that's, uh, that's my still next out there as a possibility. Yeah. I would think. Seems like that's the right, the logical thing to do, right, Chad? I would think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I I think it's crazy not that to. much better than Manziel. Yeah, it sounded like I, he was sounded pretty optimistic about Manziel. Didn't yeah. you think? I mean, all the guys really. So, yeah. I mean, Manziel to me is the. He's the backup, so yeah. just as long as mm-hmm. he's serviceable. And, yeah, sta- yeah. the season rides on Stanley anyway. Yeah. So when we get <laughs> cancel back, the season. Yeah. <laughs> when we get back, let's uh, chat about spring ball. We'll have about 10 minutes left. Maybe we can uh, talk about spring ball and just wrap up any of the other conversations you guys had with some of the uh, assistant coaches. Got through Ken O'Keefe, but I think what you also – it was uh, uh, Copeland, uh, Woods – Who's the other assistant Calvin coach? Bell, yeah. Okay. Co- Copeland will be most interesting, I think. We'll start with Copeland then as we wrap up Hawk Central here in the 6 o'clock hour on Des Moines Sports Station 1460 KXNO. It's Hawk Central from the Des Moines Register and 1460 KXNO. Wrapping up Hawk Central here on 1460 KXNO. Got through most of our basketball conversations, starting with football here to wrap up our last segment and uh, really just kind of got through quarterbacks. Mark was able to sit down with Ken O'Keefe and Chad kind of teased right before we went to uh, that, that break there that if you really want to get the good stuff, it's Kelton Copeland. Is that what you were telling me, Chad? Was it Copeland that you said is the, the fun one? Well, what, what position group would you guys say is annually our biggest question mark when we discuss things? <laughs> Hunter. <laughs> Ross? 
Uh, what position? Well, yeah, it's usually special teams is the is the no, biggest question. Mark. Wide wrong. receiver. Wide receiver. Well, that's the biggest headache. Question mark does <laughs> seem like it's. We don't know who's who's doing anything in that. I mean, we had a punter anyway. on scholarship that didn't punt last year. You had six kickers at this time last season. Yep, four but yeah, four long snappers. But yeah, wide receiver is a, is certainly no, yeah. a question mark and a headache. Yeah, yeah, you kind of messed up that segue there, but that's okay. Yeah, I, uh, I answered it honestly for you, man. That's what I do. <laughs> um, in fact, Kirk Ferentz uh, on the tele. This is one question I did ask him about on the teleconference today. Um, was about their team speed, and he said. <laughs> yeah, real funny answer about just how bad they were last spring, and just wow. it wasn't. Uh, he just, <laughs> I I'll have to go back through my quotes now. But it was say we weren't real attractive um, <laughs> last spring. Good word they for just, it. They just, well, they, they didn't tell us that last spring. I know they did not. So um, yeah, he said they've they've been uh, uh, very impressed with uh, the speed that they're getting from Amir Smith, Marset, and Brandon Smith in particular, and that should excite some fans. And and I would say. Um, let's start with Brandon Smith because this is a guy we've talked about now for about a year, um, thinking he was going to have some high potential. And it sounds like he's had a really, really strong spring. Kelton Koblen, um went as far as to say he multiple times a day he does something that makes them say, wow, um, that this is a guy that's figuring it out. Um, obviously looks the part, 6'3", 219, and no question. I mean, he's, he's just he's, he's just a, a – Physical, he looks like a Big Ten wide receiver, and, yeah. and and if he's doing that in practice, that's a really good sign, right, Mark? Uh oh, Mark. Yeah. Still, okay. Sorry. Yeah. You're fine. Uh, you know, I I love that uh, you've got that guy that looks like the Big Ten wide receiver because Amir Smith Marset does not necessarily look like a Big Ten wide receiver, but he seems to have all those other skills, right? Yeah, fastest guy on the team, perhaps, um, and that's coming from Kelton Copeland as well, um, and. and Got another reminder to put the cell phone down. That was one of the highlights from yesterday. <laughs> so, uh, he wants that message to keep getting out to him. Um, he's spending a little too much time on his phone. That was what Ferentz said about yeah. him like what a month ago also, yeah, a couple weeks even, back. He said, mm-hmm. you know, that's the focus of getting him to put his phone down. I think they know he can be special. I think that's the deal. Yeah. Same thing with Wadley um, when they went through that with him about his weight. Uh, th- this is a guy with a lot, a lot of talent that they don't always get. And I think they're pretty excited about it, and they want to use him in neat ways. Uh, obviously, we um, we talked to LeVar Woods. Might as well talk about it now. Um, Smith Marset was the first guy he mentioned as far as punt return, kick return. Mm. So th- th- this is a guy that could be uh, making plays in, in more areas than just um, as a wideout. Well, not surprised at all. Mark, is that the first guy you think of when you think of who's the athlete that can do returns on this team? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think I mean, just when we got to watch that little bit of practice uh, there a week or two ago, you could just see that he's got unique speed for that team. Um, and so they, I think they need to get him the ball whenever they can. And they tried that last year. Remember, they did some end the rounds. Yep. They were trying some yep. different things to get him the ball as a true freshman. So that tells me that uh, they know they've got something special there on their hands. So uh, as long as he, you know, <laughs> puts the phone down, uh, I think he'll, uh, he's got a pretty bright future. So they've got kind of the reliable option in Nick Easley. We, I, we always I brush aside those say, safe guys. I was just going to say, you haven't mentioned Nick, <laughs> Nick Easley yet. He, outside of Fant, is the top returning receiver, right? He is the yeah. top returning receiver. 51 catches last year. Um, uh, Copeland described him as a technician, um, just so precise in his routes, and that's good. That's good for the Hawkeyes. Uh, Stanley's going to need that guy. Um, I don't think he really had that in Vandenberg last year. That was a big, dis- you know, pretty disappointing year for Matt Vandenberg. 
um, last season. So, um, and and kind of the guy that maybe is backfilling what Vandenberg was doing last year, perhaps we don't know. Kyle Gronaweg continues to be kind of talked up over there, and uh, it's a of mystery. They keep saying he's got this really unique skill set that we're excited to use, and we just don't really know what that means. We've just never seen him play. So. Um, you know, last year that that's kind of the way they talked about Nick Easley last year. So a little bit, yeah, a little yep. bit. Like you, I mean, you wouldn't look at him and say he's a good football player, but he is a good football I, player. I, so we'll see. And I just being just very critical here, it feels like every year we have that guy that the coaching staff talks about, and then I, I just being mean, it feels like maybe they don't know how to use him the right way. We never get the production out of those guys. Uh, who's the guy that Mark we were Mark was just really hyped on that we never even got to see play hardly. Jay Shield? Jay Shield. Jay, you know, weren't we hearing this like this guy is this guy's a crazy actor? We did. Well, I didn't bring that up. I and I don't mean to pick on you for that, Mark. I mean to more point out the fact that this is what coaches do this time of year is tell us, man, these guys are yeah. crazy good. That is true. They're amazing practice players. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I wish we could I wish we could tell you guys, you know, our opinions of these things, but we don't get to go to practice. Yeah, right. Um, so right. we we have to kind of go with what we get from the Iowa coaches and what we you know, I hope you're. I hope they're. So I hope it's not smoke. Yeah, that's um, be fun. Yeah, then uh, I guess going down the receiver um, list there. That's the. I would say that's uh, their top four in their minds, wouldn't you, Mark? And um, yeah, I, I'm not sure they have much beyond that. Honestly, no, I don't think so. Um, it sounded yeah. like uh, Henry Mark. Talk about Devonte Young at all anymore? No, talk about Devonte Young. Henry Marquez sounds like special teams at most. Uh, yeah. Max Cooper, who got a little cup of coffee last year, right. sort of. Um, sounds like he's um, struggling with consistency, so um, mm-hmm. I don't think yep. he's in the mix at this point. Um, and Copeland was pretty seemed pretty excited about Tyrone Tracy coming in, for a guy from Indianapolis. So we'll see what happens there. He's that's a guy that could help him right away from the people I've talked to. Okay, those are all. I mean, it's a lot of names. <laughs> yeah, have a lot of them I aren't going to play that I just mentioned. <laughs> Uh, right, the other guys you talked to, LeVar Woods, or we talked about like, so that's special teams, but then uh, Kelvin Bell was the guy you were trying to tell me was maybe the more most interesting guy to talk to. No, let's go to Woods. Okay. I'd say here Bell was uh, mostly about recruiting, okay. um, uh, minutia type stuff. Mark, you're the special teams guy. What did you yeah. take away from what LeVar Woods had to say last week? All of it. <laughs> okay, and no, he, radio show. He threw uh, out, what, four names at long snapper. Uh, punting obviously remains a big uh, concern, I think. Those are still the same two guys, uh, Gerstande and Rastetter, but uh, it sounds like maybe they're leaning a little more toward Gerstande. Did you kind of pick up that too, Chad? Yeah, I did. Yeah, they just a need... guy on scholarship, and, and mm-hmm. uh, I guess he was injured a little bit last year, yep. which I had forgotten, but... Um, it wasn't wasn't great when he was playing, but uh, it was a little better than Rastetter probably. And uh, they just got to find a style for him. He sounds like he kind of wavers between which kind of style he wants to do um, when he's punting. So that, that's uh, that's probably job one there. Kickers, uh, they, I mean, Racinos is still the guy, so that's the one they're set there. But I thought the thing that was interesting that he's talking about was just the regular special teams. You know, the, the kick coverage teams, the the punt teams, uh, trying to find guys to. to play to fill the role of uh, Kevin Ward, who was a special teams captain for the last couple of years. He was really apparently a terrific leader on that unit. Maybe they don't have that right now. So he mentioned uh, Amani Jones uh, as being a very good special teams player. Uh, Geno Stone, maybe one of those two guys can step up and be uh, and be a, a leader there on the special teams unit. They definitely need that. He thinks that's, that's really important. 
for this team. Chad, wrapping up uh, the final few minutes here, you had a chance to be a part of the teleconference today. What did you learn from Kirk Ferentz? Well, really nothing. I mean, we okay. kind of went over this earlier, but I would say, um, yeah, he seems, I don't know, he seems optimistic. Uh, he's, that they're further ahead than they were last year. I How guess that's tell? a good sign, but you don't know. We just don't know. Yeah. Um, I think so, if, if we want to get into stuff that I think we can tangibly say about this team at this point, um, given that we haven't actually seen them in action, um, I think one of the common themes is they've definitely got more playmakers in the receiving game okay. this year. I, I, no question. Deeper tight end pool, um, you know, with Sean Byer kind of emerging there. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe even Drew Cook, yep. uh, Nate Weeding behind those two, I think, horses in Fanton Hawkinson. And then we just mentioned the receivers. Um, you know, I think that they've got more to work with there. I think, And that, who knows, that could be exactly what they need. Maybe that's what they were missing last year in the running game. Ability to, like, stretch out defenses. They didn't have that Absolutely. last year. Absolutely. I mean, well, very good point. Just didn't have it. Mark, what's your overall feel for the spring? You kind of when when you when Chad said he felt like Ferentz seemed optimistic, you seemed to question that. But what uh, what's your feel? Well, I just question that. It's always harder to get to read on yeah on Kirk Ferry. He's never really going to be effusive with his praise <laughs> about anything. Uh, he keeps things close to the vest. But uh, yeah, I think it's uh, it's kind of played out the way I think coming in that we thought it would. I mean, the, the questions that are still there are. You know, linebacker, and maybe the middle of the offensive line. Although we talked to Cole Banwork for the first time the other day, nice young man, who's uh, maybe can fill one of those spots in the, in the middle of the offensive line. But and then running back, um, still the question marks. But the things that they have that are that are strengths. I mean, obviously Stanley and 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 those tight ends. And I think Chad's right. There's probably a little more optimism there for the wide receivers. Um, if Brandon Smith and and Smith Marsek can kind of figure it out, you know, they may only need to go three or four deep. Yeah, wide receiver and be just fine. And then they'll never need to punt. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, yeah. just fake it every time. Uh, <laughs> that's Stanley punt. He looked, he looked pretty good. That's true. All right, uh, final minute, Chad. What, we'll, what are we going to be working on this week? What will our headlines be next week for Hawk Central if you had to predict them now? Uh, yeah. Uh, next week we get to talk to the uh, uh, coordinators. That's always fun. Nice. Okay. So, let's hear. We'll hear from Brian Ferentz next week. Um, uh, I've got a story coming out about the team speed um, being better, and uh, you know, we'll look forward to. Uh, I look forward to reading Mark Emmert's uh, sit down with Fran McCaffrey in Sunday's Des Moines Register Ooh, for one. Fun. Mark, talk to you soon, buddy. Thanks for giving us time right, today. Thanks. Talk to you. Thank you, guys. Mark, again, you'll uh, be able to read his piece. He sat down with Fran McCaffrey today. That'll be Sunday. Chad? Yeah. Okay. Right. All right, Chad Lysico. Thanks a lot for putting together another fun show for us, man. It's always a good time. Tune in tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. Morning Rush here on KXNO.